ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. The squad is back from a mini vacation. You know exactly what time it is on ESPN 97.5. It's Moneyline. It's Sunday. And it's time to get it rocking because we got a little bit of funnies to get to. We've been talking about sports right that's what we do we talk a little bit of astros we talk a little bit about deshaun we talked a little about the packers and what's going to happen with one aaron Rodgers. so let's loosen it up a little bit because everyone i guess and i'm not gonna say everyone i say people in general have whatever fantasy it is some when we talk about guys in particular men some say man i fantasize about you know a hot nurse you know some of them are a hot librarian you'll hear well this this person's taking the hot librarian to a to another level. Check this out. This guy, the law is after someone. Basically, for weeks now, an unknown man has been called. called uh, he has been calling different libraries around the country, asking for a specific Supreme Court opinion to be read to him. As the librarians comply, it becomes clear that he's pleasuring himself to the words <laughs> of the court. So basically, this. Guy that that the that the law is after right now is calling different libraries around the nation, just looking them up and saying, "Hey, read me Brady versus Maryland." And this is the, the the exact case he wants to hear about. That's how they know it's the it's the it's a repeat offender here. All of a sudden, your phone rings. Your librarian, yes, can I help you? Let me hear about Brady. That case about Brady versus Maryland. At which point they ask him, "Well, you can find it here." And he says, "Well, my computer's not working. Can you read it to me?" At which the librarian does their job. They're doing their their duty. They they start reading, and then you can hear extracurricular activities. Let's call it. He's there's a forum that's broke out. The library think tank has a specific forum for him, and there's different people saying. Yes, it's true. I talked to him. He's absolutely masturbating while you read the court case. He hit me. He hit multiple libraries across the country. He called my library twice and another local library last week. So if you get a block number asking you to read Brady versus Maryland, the wiki article, while he writes it out by hand, hang up. <laughs> he's using his hand all right. I don't think he's writing anything. What the hell is going on? I read this and I'm thinking, this is where we're at? Like, you. You hear a lot of weird things, but what's the deal with this guy? Like, we got to get a hold of this guy and lock him up for life. We got to give him life. It, it makes me want to read this Brady versus Maryland thing. Like, apparently, it's pretty hot. Well, I dug into it a little bit. <laughs> All right. What the, you got, Jerry? 1963 Brady versus Maryland. Somewhere around this, porn got thrown into this. It, 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 they, they So, basically, it was the decision which held the prosecu- which had the prosecutors of that case hand over all the evidence. In that evidence, there were some erotic things. I don't know what this guy has connection to that. This is wild, right? Like, who, FBI, like, I know there's a lot of things going out there, terrorism, a lot of things. We need to find this guy and lock, <laughs> lock him up. This, this is trouble. <laughs> it is trouble, but... 
at least he's doing it in the privacy of his, his own home, I assume. He's not one of those guys just doing it in traffic, you know, just going to town. In the car in outside the, car. the library? Yeah, in the car outside the library. That would be worse. Um, I, I don't know what you guys think. 713-780-3776. If you're a librarian and you see a block number, I mean, don't even answer it. No. It, I don't even answer block numbers anymore on my phone, right? If I don't no. know it, I say, if it's important enough, they'll leave me a voicemail or text me. Yeah. It, typically, it's just somebody asking me if I want to sell my house. They, they call me about nine times a day. That gives me a good transition right there. Speaking of house, we always talk about, on this show, we always talk about the cleanliness uh, or, or how the lack of a hotel or motel being clean, right? Yep. Let's call it the dirtiness. Well, here there's a story broke out. This is along the lines, an Airbnb. What do you do in this situation? Jake off of Twitter post, so I got a quick story for everyone. My cousin and her nine-year-old, soon-to-be 10-year-old daughter are visiting NYC for the week and have been staying at a shared Airbnb with two super hosts. Super hosts are people that are considering the site that you can trust. They're trusted people that many people have rented from. So you're like, okay, they, they have good reviews, basically. Gotcha. Since the first day, my cousin has been experiencing bad allergies, but took meds every morning and was fine. Throughout the week, she noticed the host making large pots of what they call detox soup and thought, whoa, that's nice and how healthy that was. Every morning, the soup was gone, though, and she assumed the sisters took it to work for lunch. So basically, you're staying at Airbnb. It's shared. Sometimes people split their houses so you can still use their kitchen and stuff. When they go in there, there's a big pot of something getting made. And they're like, what the hell is that? But every day, it's gone. This morning, the fifth day here, she heard a grunting noise coming from one of the host's bedrooms. About an hour and a half of grunting, she mustered up the courage to open the door, opens the room. She puts a picture. It's a full-grown-ass pig. <laughs> a full-grown-ass pig. So basically, that slosh that they were making, that was the pig food. <laughs> this Airbnb has a pig at this house that people are renting, and they're trying to keep it on the hush. <laughs> at which point, I don't know why this Airbnb host went and opened the door. That's brave. That That is. Well, I mean, if you just hear grunting. Well, they yeah. said they thought that maybe someone was hurt. Yeah. Like, so they went and, they, and they, a whole ass pig is that's how they they quote a whole ass pig was in here. At which point they left a note and it read, <clears throat> excuse me. First, we are grateful for the evenings we spent at your apartment. The location was incredible. Your apartment was warm and welcoming. Yesterday, I heard some noise in Jackie's room. After some time, I checked in on the grunts I was hearing, thinking maybe something was, someone was in pain. To my shock, I discovered a pig who was grunting. This now explains what I need, why I needed allergy pills when I first arrived. I'm allergic to swine and pigs, and, have been ter- and I've been taking Zyrtec every morning. This is something that you should have disclosed to your, uh, disclosed to your renters on Airbnb. A friend has offered us a place to stay. We have packed up and we're gone. Under these circumstances, I would appreciate a refund for the last three nights. Finally, as you may be aware, having a pig in a living, small living room is both unsanitary and not even legal. I have many friends with farms and pigs, and I would encourage you to find a better place. <laughs> they seem to know a lot about pigs. <laughs> and they got friends that have pigs. I don't know anybody that has a pig. I mean, <laughs> what do you do here? Yeah, you're right. You asked for your money back. I mean, it's making you sick. I mean, you you have to disclose that kind of thing. But we talked about that on the show before. Airbnb, they were actually like paying money to keep these bad ratings and comments 
from being talked about to them. They were paying money to have the reviews look a lot better. It was kind of a big scandal that came out about Airbnb. So I'm not surprised. Well, it ends like this. The host responds with, hi, I just saw you're not. I don't think there's anything I can say to make the situation better for you. We brought her back from our parents for two weeks because they're going on vacation. And she is geriatric and needs a special attention that we know that we only know how to provide. Honestly, honestly, it's something that we know that it's something we had to bring up, but we made a decision not to say anything. I went ahead and changed your reservation and you'll be refunded. At which point I had to go look up that word. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. And geriatric is basically an old person could be. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're calling a pig. This it's an old pig is what they're saying. And clearly it has a, a specific diet and, and care needs that they have to provide. If you go look at this picture, if you go, to, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll retweet it from uh, at Jerry Bonos with an S. This is a full grown ass pig. This room is filthy. And I want to know why the hell there's it a looks big like ass sty. Yeah. Why the hell there's a big ass box of honeyos? Like, <laughs> yeah, I see it. Like the off brand uh, Honey Nut Cheerios yes. for all you out there wanting honeyos. Off brand. Uh, honey nut Cheerios. So this pig has low cholesterol. That's the specific diet. It's the off-brand Cheerios. Look at this room. You think that you think that if that room looks like that, you think that that house didn't stink. You think that that pig doesn't stink. This is the first Airbnb host that I don't believe that two week story. I don't either because just don't rent it out for a couple of weeks, right? Exactly, right, and then go back to normal. Exactly. Let's take a break, right? You know, we're, we're house sitting, I guess, or or pet sitting. Let's call this. Uh, yeah, let's not rent. Why would you even take that risk? This is this is known. They knew that that damn pig was in there. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, if you, I'm, like I said, I'm gonna retweet it. This is a full grown ass pig. I mean, this thing might be over a hundred pounds. This this thing is huge. Yeah, man, that's why you worry about Airbnb. You don't know what you're gonna be walking into. I mean, you can read the reviews, but you don't know. What do you trust more as far as being clean? The housekeeper. At a uh, at a restaurant or at a hotel chain or the Airbnb ghost and uh, guest that no one has to check their work. I guess the hotel, but I mean, hotel workers will tell you that they don't do a great job of cleaning stuff. I mean, you hear that all the time. But I I'd, I'd rather go with the hotel because at least it's a company, right? Especially if it's a big name hotel, like you would think they have systems in place to to clean stuff where airbnb it's just some dude he's just renting out his spare bedroom to you i mean you could be walking into anything 713-780-3776 they said the librarian should have told that guy to google it yeah he said though that was that was the whole that was the whole thing though he used the excuse i'm i don't have any internet if you if if you have this suspect Narrow down 713-780-3776. If you want to turn yourself in, if it's you, it's time that we put a stop to this because if FBI, we need to put it. Those are the guys that we worry about. There's certain guys out there that you're like, hey, that person's trouble. And I guess when they say I can hear him masturbating, I don't I don't even want to know what made them think, oh, yeah, that sounds like someone's masturbating. But you, <laughs> you know, know those grunts. and It makes me think of Steve Buscemi. And Billy, Billy Madison with his people to kill list, and he's putting that lipstick on. Like, that's what I picture in my mind. That's exactly what this guy is. <laughs> yeah. If you're out there and you know him, turn him in. 713-780-3776. We're going to get back. We're going to continue to talk about football because we're talking about divas. Devontae Adams, he's one. We got another big wide receiver name, and he wants out of his home. Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
with these Benjamins, I'm pursuing. Get it, I'm after Jackson. I'm a captain at the dinner table with some black napkins. All hundos, just for fun, though. Swordfish, that's for lunch, though. Room service, my breakfast. This is ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Let's get back to some football. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Or you can come kick it with the squad over on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. So... We talk. Uh, I, t- I uh, teased a little bit about diva wide receivers, and somebody would have told me last season if, if you look at that the top, let's call it three, four quarterbacks as far as stats would be up this season, and then not have really a team coming in. And when I'm talking about one Rodgers and Watson, I'm like, man, you're crazy. And then you said, no, this is what's crazy. In that same offseason, you're going to have one unhappy wide receiver and another one inside the top three, and they're going to end up finding new homes as it looks like. We spoke about Devontae Adams not resigning. If he doesn't resign and Rodgers isn't there, unless they start franchise tagging him and whatnot, I don't know what's going to happen. The other guy is now one Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen here in a scenario, in a situation, let's say that many are starting to question the timing of his surgery and the injury. And if you're not well acquainted with what happened with Michael Thomas, he ended up having his surgery in what, June? Yep. He waited till June. When the season was over, he came out and admitted that he played hurt basically the entire year in a season which he was beefing. He was fighting with teammates, held out of one game. Um, he ended up saying that he knew it was Drew Brees' probably last run and, and he wanted to be a part of it. Whatever the case is, now this is what you're up against. Him, potentially, we know that he's not going to be there to start the season. And then now the extension talks come to a stop. I mean, he signed a massive deal just a, you know two or three years ago. Um, but you're right. He played on that bum ankle a, a lot last season. And, hey, you know he had to get it fixed. That happens sometimes when you play on something hurt. You got to go get it cleaned up afterwards. I'm with you though. The timing of the surgery in June, that's that's a little odd to me. Four month recovery. He knew that. That's that's a known. Now some are saying that he went to a specialist and that they told him at the end of 2020 that he could rehab and avoid the surgery. At which point, this is why the organization's mad at him. Thomas, according to the report, was supposed to spend a month or so attempting to heal the ankle and then return to the specialist to see whether surgery would be needed then the return visit never happened. That's not what you want to hear, man. I mean, this is your body. You're a professional athlete. Like, they get upset with you if you just miss one day of treatment. I mean, he's not even going back to his follow-up doctor's visit. Something's up there, right? Because, you know, you pointed to the thing with him getting in fights and what, he was suspended for a game by Sean Payton, right? Yeah. He like, was, they got into it. He's trouble in the locker room. And he's been a kind of... 
real defiant on Twitter. You know, people that didn't see him as a first-round pick, like draft experts, like he would go after them and be like, how stupid do you look now? And, you know, he, he's got some of that jerk in him. What do you do going forward, though, here in a moment that that depth chart, I mean, who, what are you going to do, Traquan Smith? It, it's not pretty. I, you know, and maybe, maybe they throw to their new tight ends more. Uh, the tight end that was there before, was it Cook? He's gone. Man, I I think Alvin Kamara could be in line for a lot of work this season. That brings me to my next thing, because that's going to be a, what a lot of people would think right right away. But then you ask yourself, is do you want Kamara in an offense where they'll be able to almost – we don't even know the quarterback yet. So if it's Winston, do they can they still load the box? I mean, who's scared of Winston with those weapons? So do you want Kamara in an offense where he's going to have to run the ball a lot more in, in an offense where they're, they're probably – I, I think the Saints take a slight step back this season. And and, and if that's the case, I, I do think that they'll be playing from behind. And I do think that they'll have trouble, especially if their offense can't move the ball. They don't have no weapons. This is a bad this is bad for them, man. They don't again, we don't even have a, a clear view of, of who's gonna be throwing the ball. I, I believe it'll be I'll be I believe it'll be Jameis ultimately and they'll still end up using these packages, but at this point I don't know because what Hill had he went three and one as a starter, but he only threw four touchdowns. That's a th- with this news, it makes me think Taysom Hill has a better chance to be the starter because he gives you something that Jameis doesn't give you. You talk about bad, bad, bad wide receiver groups. The only reason that we don't bring up the Saints is because Michael Thomas is an elite guy. But if you look at past that, it's Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Marquez Callaway, Juwan Johnson, Little Jordan Humphrey. UT fans rejoicing yeah. right now. That's what you have. Then you look at uh, the tight end, uh, Adam Troutman. I mean, Troutman's a guy you should probably look at real late in fantasy. He's gonna get. He's gonna get something. The ball's got to go somewhere. Cook's gone. Yep. Jared Cook. I mean, is gone. Um, this is this is extremely bad news. And and I'm not sure if Kamara is the type of running back. Now they do got Latavius Murray to do the and, one. And he's too. gonna get more work now too. But I'm not sure if if Kamara is a guy that I want ha- touching the ball. Over twenty sometimes, you know, I just no. don't. No, I mean, you, you know, ideally you give him maybe eighteen touches a game. Maybe you know, four or five of them come from the passing game. That that's what I would expect. I think Latavius, uh, yeah, I think Latavius Murray is going to get a lot of work this season. I really, I, I don't think they're going to have a choice. But keep in mind, they have a great offensive line. You know, they, the Saints have a really good offensive line. They're going to be able to run the football. Where do you see the Saints as far as the division? Because as far as odds. Tampa Bay is 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 head and shoulders as far as favored is in, in, on top of everyone. They're at a minus number. Everyone else, you get plus money on. Is there is there a chance that okay? Would you be looking at the Saints to finish last in the division at five or six to one plus six hundred? Are they going to be that bad, or do you think that the Falcons can 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 be better than that Saints team? Do you think that? The Carolina Panthers can be better than that Saints team because, again, if it's Hill, how much three and one as a starter, but he only had four passing touchdowns. He's got Sean Payton calling plays, though. I, I think the Saints will still be second place in the division. I'm not a Sam, Sam Darnold guy. I, I, I don't see him turning around the Panthers. And with the Falcons, I mean, they lost Julio Jones. I mean, whatever you think of Julio, that's a big loss. First game is going to be interesting because if it's going to be the Jordan Love experiment, it's at Saints. Mm. Everyone think about that. Game one, that's a tough game. Packers-Saints. 
Saints don't even have a, a, a sense of direction. If you go bet that game right now, you if it's even up on the board anymore because they were taking down everything that was Packers related, you can get if you're if you're right about your prediction of of whether it's love or whether whatever quarterback suits up for the Saints, there's value to be had, but that's a big gamble. And what a difference a year makes, right? Packer and Saints fan last year is watching, you know, Breeze and Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And now they're looking at week one of Jordan Love and Taysom Hill or, or Jameis Winston. Uh, there's some big changes. And Tom Brady's still going. It's incredible, right? Like, Tom Brady's still going. He's a favorite. He, he'll probably go win another Super Bowl. It would not surprise me. And, and Rodgers might be gone and Breeze is already gone. Like, so much has changed. It, that's what I think makes it worse that he's still having success and they, they figure, man, I can do that as well. And and that's what I think they lie to themselves. The things, the, the corners that a lot of people cut, Brady's never had to cut those right. corners. And, and, and I believe that's where the difference is. Now, as far as other divisions, I told you about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being favored at a minus number. I'm going to give you another division that I got, a, I got a weird feeling about this, right? The Baltimore Ravens at plus 115, and then Cleveland Browns plus 150, then Steelers at plus 400, Bengals at 25 to 1 at plus 2,500. Do you think that the Ravens are, are, are that you can just, at plus 115, you would bet them to, to win the division, or do you take a chance like on a Cleveland at plus 150? You know, a lot of people, I've seen some Super Bowl predictions, you know, of it being Tampa Bay and the Browns. Like, a lot of people are on Cleveland, and that makes me kind of, yeah. the last time everybody was on Cleveland, we remember what happened. They, they disappointed. When Beckham, the first year yeah. of Beckham. Yeah. You know, everybody thought Baker was going to take that jump, and it didn't happen that year. It ended up Baker, it was last year that Baker played better, and without Odell for most of the season. So, but to me, that. I guess I'm not the only one that sees the Ravens as a team that could jump up and, and make some noise this year. You know, they're, they're so solid across the board. But also look at your Steelers. And we saw all these reports that Big Ben is in the best shape of his life and he's on a stricter diet than Tom Brady's on. And then he comes out when they talked to him the other day and it was like, yeah, that, that, that was kind of blown out of proportion. Like, you know, that, that's not really a thing. So a lot of people were like, did he just start trimming his beard differently? And that's why he looks skinnier? That's Is that what, what happened? That's why I brought out that that division in particular because me being a Steeler fan, and it's funny you bring up Roethlisberger, Steeler fans, pack it up this year, bet the under on wins that this team's going to be terrible. This is what Roethlisberger had to say. This is what he's been up to. My daughter's been making me flashcards. We've done that. We made them together, and there have been quizzes for me at home. It's become a much of a mental offseason as it has in physical terms of learning new things. They have a new offensive coordinator. His daughter is writing flashcards so he can remember the freaking playbook. And that's what also make me feel good as a Steelers fan? No. He, he feels like the guy that's like, oh, I guess I need to start trying. <laughs> you know, you're like, dude, you're about to retire. You're just now. You could have kept that trying? to yourself. Like, yes, I'm. I'm for every good daughter dad moment. Like, cool, man. TMI. Like in the middle of a of a of a. Hey, how do you feel about this season? He says, man, I'm mentally prepared. Matt Canada, his new offense. I'm. I'm getting pretty familiar with it. They're like, what have you been doing? He's like, my daughter. She makes flashcards. She's under ten years old. <laughs> he said, we've done that, made them together, and these quizzes. They're testing my mental off season. Yeesh. Man, what the hell's going on? This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
answer that? To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. The Affordable Care Act continues to be a complex regulation, and employers must comply. Visit hrp.net for help. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. There's certain names when they come up talking sports that you're just like, man, that's, that's trouble, right? You just know. What does the name Yaziel Puig do? What's the first image or, or thought that comes to mind? He's always sticking his tongue out, right? He's that guy. Licking back. Yeah, that kind of weird stuff. Always something weird, right? Maybe all, s- some fighting. There's always seems like he, he's at the plate either fighting with someone, uh, uh, arguing with the ump, something. He's always involved in something. Yeah, he seems like light, likes to fight guy. Yeah, exactly. But then, I, I, I'm, to be honest with you, I forgot about Puig. Yeah. Like, I didn't know where he was. Well, in case you were wondering, uh, this is what he's been up to. Y el domingo, mi paisano hace su presentación. Uy, le están pegando ya el Billy. Basically, my man is playing for El Águila de Veracruz. That's their club this year. El Águila de Veracruz. And the reason we're playing this, listen as we uh, talk about this, yesterday he was hit in the elbow. I always thought, man, Puig, you never want Puig playing outside the U.S. because if, if you couldn't contain his, his anger here, what's going to happen there? Listen. This guy's saying the benches are cleared. I'm going to give you a play-by-play because the beef goes down. He gets hit. He just stands on home plate just basically just who knows what he's saying. You know he's saying some stuff that abuse, verbal abuse. The pitcher's over there saying something back. Then he comes back to, to, to the dugout and all hell breaks loose. In the middle of it, I have to rewind it like 10 times to find out where Puig goes. He ends up being one of the first ones to, to curve in there. I mean... What are we doing here? Yaziel Puig, Yaziel Puig still creating beef out here? Listen. I'm sorry. That's beef. The beef has started. Beef. That you don't even know what this guy says. Yaziel Puig, Yaziel Puig has started a war out here. I'm not surprised. No. I mean, he's always had that in him. I mean, he's not changing just because he's not playing in MLB anymore. I started looking into him like, how the hell did he end up in Veracruz? Well, he was going to get signed during the whole COVID thing, and then he ended up becoming COVID positive, and, and the Braves nixed the deal. They said, we didn't even really want you. It doesn't surprise me, man. 2021 March. Puig is getting accused of a sexually assault, a sexual assault. Ooh. At which point he's fighting. He he's saying that he needs to get it dismissed, but dismissed by the judge or whatnot. But again, I'm not going to throw that onto his plate. But that's what he's been having going on. Got to think 2013. That's when he started with the Dodgers. He made a name for himself. Sometimes maybe not in the best of lights. Sometimes for his antics, but. To see him on the Veracruz, like boy, he fell off quick. He did, man. It's 
that can happen, right? I mean, there was so much upside when he was breaking on the scene. I mean, we thought this guy was going to be a, you know, a face of baseball for years to come. And, you know, maybe it turns out just to be a flash in the pan. 713-780-3776. Let me tell you who else is getting smoking. This is going to be on the football, in the football world. Cole Beasley. Oh, man, he is. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he has made it clear. Cole Beasley has made it clear that he wants all the smoke. All the smoke, no vaccine. That's what he's ordering because now he's coming out. To me, he, he's basically daring them to cut him. He's coming out and using so, uh, such phrases as, yeah, cutting, cutting arguably the best slot in the league is wise, especially when the slot is such a significant role in the offense. Who in the hell told him he was the best slot receiver in the league? No idea, because it's not true. <laughs> not, not true. I think at this point, he knows that. He, he just don't care. No. Uh, he's going back with teammates back and forth with one Jerry Hughes. With Jerry Hughes has made his stance clear of, hey, get it, be responsible, whatnot. He's coming back and saying, come on, Jerry, come at me. Like He's quoting Jerry. Yeah. What in the world is going on with Cole Beasley? Dude, he came out. He was very vocal that – his diet and the amount of water that he drinks is going to keep him protected from COVID. So when, when somebody comes at you with real knowledge like that, like water is going to protect you from getting COVID. I mean, that's him. You know, we, we have these people that just, they want to believe these conspiracy theories that, that they hear on the news by people on the news saying, you should worry about the COVID vaccine. Why do you think they want you to take it so bad? And that person that's saying that is literally vaccinated. I mean, people are buying into this BS, and it, it's no surprise. I mean, we see the stats. Half the country's not taking the shot. So there's plenty of guys in the NFL that, that are not going to want to take it, and Beasley's that guy. But I love what the NFL's doing. They're like, all right, fine. Well, if you don't take it and you get it and you give it to your teammates and you don't have enough players to play the game, you're going to forfeit. You're going to lose, and I'm fine with that. According to Friday's numbers from the league, there are five teams that have a vaccination rate of less than 70%. 80% of players across the NFL have received at least one shot, though. Yep. You've heard teams come out and say, for example, the Chiefs, that 100% of their coaching staff, 90% of the players are vaccinated. But then on the other end, you've seen guys that, for example, someone on the Vikings, they 28 years coaching experience, three Super Bowl rings. See ya. Yeah. Look. How are you going to coach if you can't interact with the players? Get the shot. It's not that difficult. And it's considered they got them in tiers. So if you're tier, if you're considered tier one of of the coaching staff, it's one that has direct contact with the players. You you don't have a choice. Yeah, you have to get it. Um, this week we saw the players some coming out. And now you're starting to figure out which ones don't and which ones do. One DeAndre Hopkins came out and he started. Threatening retirement, which is the stupidest thing I've ever... He just signed that huge contract extension. Like, he's going to... No, I don't want $30 million. He's going he's gonna to put up with it. He's not going to retire. Another thing that's been thrown into the wrench, Pryor, uh, Terrell Pryor, came out and said that he has visits lined up if he gets vaccinated. He had a visit. He was going to go try to get, you know, get uh, come on as a free agent, get signed. Well, basically, they told him, are you vaccinated? He said no. He never heard back from him. Yeah. 
look, if you're a borderline of the roster guy, they're not going to put up with you. If you know they don't want some guy that's barely on your roster, possibly you know getting one of your star players sick with COVID at some important point in the season. Like, look, you don't have to get the shot, but you also don't have to play in the NFL. That's your choice too. So. It's out there. And with Rick Dennison, same deal. Okay, you don't have to get the shot, but you also don't have to coach for us anymore. That It's your choice. Well, speaking of one, Terrell Pryor, it was his choice because ever since he came out and said that, he got into a uh, motorbike crash. Three-wheel, whatever kind of motorbike this was, he posted a picture. They don't know how he's not dead. <laughs> Have you I'm ever? Glad wanted, he's okay. Like, if you're a free agent trying to get onto a team, trying, the last thing I'm doing is riding any kind of motorcycle, or I'm not skateboarding. I'm not doing any of these kind of uh, activities that can get me hurt. And, and there's Terrell Pryor. So let, I think it's safe to say that he won't be on any team here soon. But I mean, I think we're going to run into a lot of these of these problems throughout this season. Be, they asked uh, Dak Prescott. He, he dodged the question. He said it would be a hip of uh, a, a violation, um, and he said it in a joking manner. But at one point or another, we're going to run into this guy. Got it? Okay. Number one golfer in the world, John Rahm. If you haven't heard the news, if you think back a few uh, less than two months ago, he was in the lead, in the lead of the golf tournament, a PGA golf tournament. They pulled him from off the course in the middle of it. What the hell are they doing to him? He was in the lead. He was COVID positive. He since then beat the COVID, right? He's cured or or he's good. Got the COVID vaccine, both of them. Now it comes out that he can't participate in the Olympics because he caught COVID again. John Rahm has caught COVID twice in the last eight weeks, two months. Stop licking toilet seats. What the hell is this guy <laughs> I was, doing? I was like... What, what what is he doing? Yeah, but he's also travels a lot. You know, I mean, he's on the tour now. All of a sudden, he's traveling. Up. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. Now here comes anti-vax guy being like, "See, you can still." And it was like, they never said you can't catch it twice, right? But it is still the amount of time that's gone down. Like, you figure that his antibodies have have to be they have to be coming out of his ears. You know, he, <laughs> yes, he's, he's just he's breathing antibodies. And all of a sudden, like, this is just weird. This is something that we haven't dealt with because what if, okay, what if, what if vaccinated guy in the NFL comes down with COVID? He was out partying, though, which nobody told him he couldn't. He, he was out at a, at a family function, though. Big party, gets COVID. He comes back and gets people vac- like. It could happen, but it's all about what's more likely to happen. Right, you're less likely to give somebody COVID if you've been vaccinated. It, nobody said it's a hundred percent. Nobody said that. You know, I think Pfizer's saying, "Eh, we hope it's about ninety-two percent." You know, so that still means eight percent. You know, people can get it, but you're way less likely to go to the hospital from having it if you've had the vaccine. So that's all it is. It's just minimizing risk. It's not perfect. How do you feel about when the numbers come out and they say because the numbers are climbing? Of course but they then are. every time they report the numbers, they say 95% of the new death that have occurred are unvaccinated. Yeah, it's like 99%. Of course it is. That's why there's a vaccine. You know what I mean? It's simple science. So 
look, it's not going to be perfect, but we're seeing the numbers are telling us the people that aren't vaccinated are the people that are getting sick, not just going to the hospital, but very sick in the hospital. And with this new Delta variant, we know it's not just people with underlying conditions. It's healthy people that are ending up in the hospital. So this is not something to be messed around with. Hopefully these guys get vaccinated. We get to watch some great football. I'm still shocked that we made it through last season. You will know there, what I mean? Will the, there be a forfeited game this year, you think? Man, I think there might be. Yeah. You know, like this thing is so contagious. If you could bet right now, Aaron, would there be a game forfeited this season? Uh, I'm going to bet no. And, and remember, the NFL did everything last I mean, what, did we play on a Wednesday or something? That, yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of games. They're going to find a way to make something work. They're not going to lose out on that money. No. This, this is a big, I mean, this is a chihuahua trying to bark like a wolf. We're going to cancel a game. No, you won't. It's going to be tough to cancel a game. I, don't, I think they'll. Do, if it's not canceled, it'll be forfeited. That team that didn't that didn't have COVID issues, they're going to get the W in the win column. You know what I mean? It's not just canceled. You're forfeiting. You're getting that win and you're getting that loss on your record. So I think that could very well happen. Last segment before we leave you in the hands of your good Sunday. Hopefully, a good barbecue going on. This is Monday Line ESPN ninety seven five. You should see me in the crowd. to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Big ups to everyone hanging out on Twitch. The General's checking in with some fantasy football questions. Hey, this that's what we started as, is the fantasy football show and gambling. And if you're not familiar with us, we are Moneyline. That's Josh Jordan. I am Jerry Bowe. Knows where the S in the next month, we will be getting you ready because we have so much uh, previews to get into. We're going to break it starting next week. We're going to get into every single division, breaking down team by team, uh, additions, things that uh, people that left, maybe uh, opportunity knocking as far as uh, fantasy implications, a little bit of everything. We're going to get to that. So, again, shout out to oh, Kobo's Q in the house. Shout out to Kobo's Big Ups. Let me give him some props. Yeah, new uh, location. New right? location. Eastern downtown, everyone listening, you're gonna have you're gonna have your shot at, at being able to taste the wonderful food that you taste at all the uh, listener parties. He's the one that always has food there, and if you never had it, shout out to him though, man. Uh, big ups to him. Big things are gonna be happening. That's my guy right there, and he's a he's a money liner. He's a money liner. All right, quickly, we did want to do a little bit of fantasy on the show today. Just hey guys, I mean. It's right around the corner. People are showing up to training camp. You know, fantasy football, it's here. So let's look at a mock draft here. This is a PPR draft, Jerry. Real quickly, this is what it's looking like in the first round this year. And keep in mind, running backs are flying off the board this year. So number one overall, no surprise, Christian McCaffrey, right? Number two, Dalvin Cook. In pretty much every draft you run into, those are typically going to be the first two picks off the board. PPR? Especially in a PPR, yes. Now, number three, this is where it gets surprising. Travis Kelsey going number three overall. Goodness. And if you think about it, like he was a top 10 player last year in fantasy. And if you get that at the tight end position, that gives you a huge advantage in your league because 
there's not a lot of good tight ends anymore. You know, and even Kittle, who's a great player, he, he dealt with a lot of injuries last year. So if you want an elite tight end, you're going to have to go early. So Kelsey goes third. Then at four, Alvin Kamara, no surprise there. He should get a ton of work this year. Then Derrick Henry comes in after him. Saquon Barkley after that. Let me stop right there with Saquon. We know the talent with Saquon. He's saying he's not quite 110%, but he's getting close. Man, but the injuries just kill you with him. Would you Would you take a chance on him in the first round, knowing his injury history? Maybe in the back end of it, yeah. but okay, who do we go in that range whenever you're up to Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke Elliott looking a lot more trim? Yep. I think that's the, that's that's the tier because the, the next one would be the Nick Chubb one, which he's splitting still a, a somewhat. So you, yep. you you can't really throw him with the Taylors and the Barkleys. Who do you take out of those three guys? Barkley, Taylor, Elliott. I'm looking at Zeke to have a bounce back year. You think he has a bounce back yeah, year? Yeah, I, I think the offensive line will be healthier and better this year. Dak Prescott, it should be good to go. Zeke's in good shape. I just out of those guys, I just worry that Barkley, he's always hurt. The offense isn't that great anyway in New York. And Jonathan Taylor, I'm always hesitant to take guys that haven't done it for a couple years in the first round. You know what I mean? And there's still a lot of comp. You know, Hines is still there. There's still a lot of competition for touches in that Colts backfield. So for me, I think I would order it Zeke Barkley Taylor is is how I would proceed. It makes sense. And then after that, a couple receivers come off. So then Stephon Diggs actually came off the board first here. Wow. And then Tyree Kill. And then finishing up at 11 and 12 is Nick Chubb and then Devontae Adams. And I think with Devontae Adams, he would go sooner. I think, I think Devontae would probably be the first receiver off the board if we knew for sure what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. For sure. So how far back do you throw, say, Adams? Let's say if somebody told you right now he's not going to have uh, Rodgers, it's going to be love, do you, do you throw him in that same tier as Hill, um, Diggs, Hopkins, or do you, or you maybe throw him down just one, one slightly to, the, to, that, to that Ridley Metcalf range? Yeah, I'm probably going down to that tier. And remember, when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, Devontae Adams did have some good numbers. They just weren't elite numbers, you know, where, I mean, the guy's almost catching 20 touchdowns a year with Aaron Rodgers. It's crazy. Let me ask you about this guy, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Where do you think he ends up going or, or, or finishing as to where he's going? Because right now you have him somewhere in that second round, maybe towards the back end of the second round. Do you think he's one guy that overexceeds expectations? I mean, the expectations are pretty high, right? He was really good last year. And if you look at the games where he played where Julio didn't, he did very well in those games. So I really like Calvin Ridley. I think he's a top five receiver. I have no problem with him in the second round. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, that's just an early look at what the first round is shaping up and looking like. But just keep in mind that the running backs are flying off the board. I think uh, I think Najee Harris is interesting. You see him going either in the late first round, early second round. So I just worry. I don't. You're a big Steelers fan. I don't think that offensive line's very good. Not so I kind of worry about Harris in that aspect, but. I think that the thought with him is, is he's going to get so much work and so much opportunity that he'll pay off for you. And that's so scary about Harris because that offensive line takes a step back. Now, some were saying because the Villanueva deal, yep. but they picked up Trey Turner, which yeah. he, he, that's a Pro Bowl guy. You know, if you look back at Trey Turner three years back, that's a guy that was getting $30 million as the offensive lineman. So they saw something there. Villanueva was hurt all season. So they used the, the, the thought of, we need a healthy body rather than not having. We know Villanueva. Let's, let's go ahead and cut ties. It was ugly. 
ugly the way it went down. It shouldn't have been done like that. But uh, Villanueva is such class that he made it seem like, you know what? They didn't really do me dirty. They did him dirty. Now you got uh, – they were last in, off- in running our last year. So, like, what are you expecting Najee to do to put him – like what for the price that he's going? Like what do you need him to do to to pay off? Does he have to be a top what? Like the Steelers' running game has to be a top half of the league, a top twelve running game. You know what I mean? Like where does he have to go to a team that's coming from last? How much do they have to improve? That's a big improvement. It is. You're you're going to have to rely on him getting double digit touchdowns. I think that's where it's all paid off. And with Connor, you saw it in flashes, but sometimes he was hurt and he couldn't get in the end zone. No, that's true. It, it's something that. I mean, look at Clyde Edwards Elaire last year. I mean, that was a guy he was getting taken like sixth overall, and that did not work out at all. It You're, started good. It started good, but then he wasn't getting used in the passing game, which you thought that was the whole reason they drafted him. And he hardly played on third down. It was Daryl Williams. So that'll be the thought with uh, Edwards Elaire this year: is is he going to get more work on passing downs? Will he get those goal line touches? Same thing for Harris. That that's very important, especially in PPR. You know what that sound is? Like ludicrous. It's time to roll out. Before we roll out, though, we want to give you thanks for always, always hanging out with us. Even though we had a few weeks off, it's good to see everyone's names popping back up on the Twitch and everyone out there listening on the radio. Enjoy your Sundays. Let's get ready to make some money. When we come back next week, we're going to preview all the divisions week by week. We're going to start breaking them down. We're going to get you some bets. We're going to get you some funnies. And we're going to keep rocking like we always do. NFL's right around the corner, so I'm signing off like we always do. That's Aaron Raybould. That's Josh Jordan. And I'm Jerry Bonos with the S. Peace. and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports.